Hi, this is Brett. Thank you for listening to my sermon podcast. If you find these messages to be valuable, please be sure to share them with your friends on social media. And remember, you can subscribe to my sermons on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. That way they're delivered to you hot and fresh as soon as they're available. And if you've been blessed by these messages, would you take a moment or two and leave a review on iTunes? That is a huge help when it comes to getting other people to listen. Thanks again, and I hope today's message is a blessing to you. Well, it's undeniable spring is here. We had some beautiful weather this week. The sun came out. I think that made everyone feel better. I know it lifted my spirits to finally get some sunshine. Soon everything is going to be in full bloom. I mean, I, I'm looking forward. I've already seen pictures of blossoms or, or little buds, and we're going to be seeing pictures of blossoms soon. And, you know, the air is going to be filled with the fragrance. Some of those fragrances are great. Some of them some of them are really bad. I mean, some of the, some of the blossoms in the springtime, they, they smell awful. I don't know about you guys, but there's a few that I just can't really stand. But it always makes me think of a man named Frederick Bishop. And Frederick Bishop was an English, Englishman. He lived in the late 1800s. And he was known in his community for having just a foul temper. For, he had a, a very bad reputation. Frederick Bishop pretty much hated everyone. Probably top on his list was his neighbors. His neighbors would complain that the, the blossoms on the pear trees on his estate stunk up the whole neighborhood, and they would complain to him about how bad his pear tree blossoms smelled. And so Bishop did, well, Bishop did what you would expect a man like him to do, and he set to work cultivating his pear trees, breeding them to smell even worse than before. And as a result, today, you can go and buy a stinking bishop pear tree. You can plant in your yard a stinking bishop pear tree. I don't think your neighbors will be happy with you if you do that, though. You know, all the way through March, we've been looking at Jesus' sermon in Luke chapter 6. It's called the Sermon on the Plain or the Sermon on the Level Place. And what we've seen is that all through this sermon, Jesus has called us to a different kind of life. He's called us uh, to be different from the world around us. He's called us to different blessings, a, a different kind of love, a love that cares for our neighbors, not just loving our neighbors, but actually caring for our neighbors and, and caring for our enemies, people that we that we don't like and, and people who don't like us. He calls us to different blessings, different love, different judgment, where we show even those who have hurt us, we show them a different kind of grace and a different kind of mercy. And as a result, we will produce different fruit in our lives, a different kind of fruit from our lives. I want to read for you today's text. It's from Luke chapter 6, verses 43 through 45. Very short passage today. Jesus says, For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. For figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor are grapes picked from bramble bushes. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good. The evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We're dealing with so much right now. 
so much that's on hold with this new shelter in place and, and so much has just seemed to stop. But, you know, springtime hasn't stopped. Thankfully, springtime isn't on hold. It, it's getting warmer. Things are getting greener. Uh, things are going to start growing any time now. And you realize the fruit of your life, it hasn't stopped. You get that, right? We're not taking a break from faith. We're not taking a break from faithfulness. Uh, and yet I wonder, have we, have we put our growth on hold? We're under, we're under considerable stress. And now is not the time to quarantine Jesus. I'd hate to come through this season with attitudes that stink worse than Bishop's pear trees. Verse 43, Jesus says, For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. The force of this whole passage, these verses that we're looking at today, the force really stems from verse 42. And it's there in verse 42 where Jesus confronts His listeners and He says, you hypocrites to them. You hypocrites. Now, we, we use the word hypocrite today. Do we really understand what it means? A hypocrite in Jesus' time was an actor. It was a, a performer, a pretender. It was a person who wore a mask to cover who they truly were. And, and they would act a certain way. They would wear a mask. And what Jesus is saying is you can, you can have a mask on. You can pretend all you want. But it's the fruit of your life that will show who you really are on the inside. And that's the reality that we all need to be aware of and own up to. You see, you will, you will be recognized by what your life produces. And while the world is free to pretend, while the world is free to put on masks and, and live in hypocrisy, Jesus calls his people to something different instead. You understand that, right? He calls us to live with integrity. We, we understand integrity, I hope. I know that's another word that we use an awful lot. We understand integrity. You know, nature has integrity. This is an orange, right? I, it's one of those tiny little oranges. It's still an orange. You can tell by the, well, by the orangeness, right? Now, if I peel this orange, what do you think I'm going to find on the inside? Well, behold, I find orange. I didn't peel the orange skin and find an apple underneath it. Didn't peel the orange skin and find a banana. I certainly didn't peel the orange skin and find a stinking bishop pear. Uh, the, the fruit has integrity. Nature has integrity. What you see on the outside matches what's going to be on the inside. Jesus calls us to expect that of ourselves and of each other. He says in verse 44, for each tree is known by its own fruit. For figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. I never was any good at recognizing trees. I'm told that my grandpa could tell you just by looking at the leaves what every kind of tree in, the, in our area was. I never was any good at that. And I could tell if I look at the fruit. You know, if it's an apple tree and if it's got, well, if it's got apples hanging on it, I can tell you it's an apple tree. If, it, if it's got cherries hanging on it, I can tell you it's a cherry tree. If it's got watermelon, well, never mind. You, you get the idea. I, I can tell by the fruit, recognize by the fruit what kind of tree it is. You know, a few years ago, I read this book, and I, I know several of you read it also, Brant Hansen's Blessed Are the Misfits. It's an amazing little book, just an amazing read. And, and Brant Brandt gives us a very basic, simple principle 
in this book. He says, you bump into a tree and you see what falls out and now you know what kind of tree it is. Back in 2018, here at Kansas Christian Church, we spent the entire year talking about and learning about the fruit of the Spirit. Do you remember the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. That is the fruit of the Christian life. Those are to be the produce of our lives. These are the qualities that demonstrate that we have integrity, that what you see on the outside matches what's on the inside. You know, for, for being socially distanced right now, a lot of people are getting bumped into. A lot of people are getting bumped into. You know what I mean? We're stressed. A lot of people are stressed. A lot of people are, are worried. Emotions are running high, and some people are getting shaken, and the fruit is falling out. And what's falling? Well, honestly, some of it looks like anger. Some of it looks like panic. Uh, some of it looks like frustration. The problem is those things, if, if we're allowing those things to grow inside us right now, what, wouldn't, wouldn't we rather produce something better? What would it take for us to produce something better? What would it take for us to produce something with integrity? You bump into a Christian, what falls out? Is it love, joy? Is it peace? Is it kindness? Is it patience these are in these are in short supply these days and it would be easy enough to blame the virus it would be easy enough to blame quarantine but let's be honest they're in short supply because we're not doing a very good job of cultivating these things more often than not we're cultivating our stinking attitudes rather than the fruit of the spirit i think we need to take a hard look at ourselves and I think we need to ask ourselves, what am I allowing to abide within me? Not just what am, what am I growing, what, what's growing from me, what is growing as the produce of my life, but what am I allowing on the inside? Not, and not just allowing, but what am, I, what am I treasuring on the inside? What is it that we guard within us? Maybe we guard it from other people's prying eyes it, because if people knew our hearts, if they knew what was on the inside, they would see us for who we are. What have you made, li what, what have you made room for inside you? Maybe even carved out its own special little niche in your life, its own special little spot because you, you love this attitude. You want to hold on to this bitterness. You want to hold on to this anger or maybe this lust, maybe this pain. And you say, this is mine. I am going to hold it. I am going to keep this. Jesus switches metaphors in verse 45. And He moves from the metaphor of fruit to the metaphor of treasure. In verse 45, He says, the good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good. The evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. You know, we, we want to think of ourselves as good people. And trust me, hear me, we, we do a lot of good things. But every now and then, we need to take some time for some self-examination. And we need to take a close look at what's inside here. You know, back in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31 Paul said, let all, let all bitterness 
Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Can I draw your attention to the fact that the word all occurred two times in that one little verse? And and let me confirm for you. Let me confirm for you. All means all. It means all. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. All. That includes politicians, folks. That includes current politicians and potential politicians. That includes people that you disagree with. All includes private conversations where you say to someone, this is just between you and me. I wouldn't want people to hear this, but just between you and me. When these things come out, we're showing everyone what we truly treasure on the inside. And let me remind you again, this sermon from Luke chapter 6, this sermon is the sermon on the plain, the sermon on the level place. Jesus is using topography to teach us something here to tell us that no one is above anyone else. We are all on equal standing. So if we're on equal footing, if you're on equal footing with me, then why do I allow myself to talk down to other people? What right do we have to be fault-finding, to be judging, to be slandering anyone else when Jesus is addressing every one of us on the same level? We call them the fruit of the Spirit because they're the produce of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Second, or 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20, Paul writes, Your body, hear this carefully, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you. You are not your own. You have been bought with a price. Bought with a price. That sounds to me like God treasures you. That He has treasures you so much that He has placed Himself inside of you. Are we treasuring His presence as much as He treasures us? You know, the most common evidence for the presence of the Holy Spirit in someone's life is the way that person talks. It is the things that they talk about, the speech of a person filled with the Holy Spirit. Our speech reveals who we are and whether or not the Holy Spirit is present. So whatever you're treasuring on the inside, whatever it is that you're allowing to grow from your life as the fruit of your life, whatever is abundant within you, it will find its way out. Make sure. Make sure that Jesus is your abundance. I mentioned earlier the force of this whole passage begins with verse 42 where Jesus said to the crowd, you hypocrites, you pretenders, you wearers of masks, hiding what's on the inside. It begins there, but the force of the passage continues on and and it really finds its, its full volume in verse 46 where Jesus says, why do you call Me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? That's a question that each one of us needs to confront ourselves with. That's a question that needs to confront each and every 
one of us. If Jesus is Lord, if He is your Master, if He is in control, then why do we not do what He tells us? Why do we allow things that are not of Him in our hearts, in our lives, and to come out of our mouths? I know this sounds hard. And I know this sounds harsh. And I know it's all the more difficult right now with the stresses that we're under. But folks, if it was impossible, if it was impossible, Jesus wouldn't have told us to do it. If it was impossible, He never would have filled us with His Holy Spirit promising to be with us always. And if it was impossible, He wouldn't have given us each other. And this equal footing, this equal support that we have, it's out of that level place that Paul writes to his friends in Colossae. Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10. Paul writes, We have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Paul made it his prayer to encourage his friends to walk in a manner worthy of Jesus and to bear fruit that is consistent with the character and the call of being a Christian. We do need to do that for each other. We need those kind of encouragers, just like Paul was encouraging to his friends in, in Colossae. We need those kind of encouragers in our lives right now. I mean, I mean, I need them. And if I need them, then I'm sure you need them as well. So what can we do? How can we offer encouragement to one another? How can we make sure that instead of panic, instead of anger, instead of fear, and instead of frustration, how can we share better fruit with each other? Can we share kindness? Can we share love? How about patience? You growing any patience right now? Can, can I borrow <laughs> some patience? When our trees get bumped, I want people to see Jesus. I want them to see Jesus even in the bumps. I want them to know His heart is within us. And I want them to know that He is treasured above all else. Let me ask you to consider a couple of questions in these days that we are in right now. Let me ask you to consider just two questions. Just two questions <clears throat> that I want you to think about. What are you reading? And what are you feeding? What are you reading? And what are you feeding? You know, the big temptation right now is to just read the news. And let's be honest, we're not just reading news we're reading opinions, we're reading speculations, we're reading people's thoughts and their responses to the news. Uh, the big temptation right now is to just read your Facebook feed, but let's be wise about that. I'm asking you to do that as many of you are watching me on your Facebook feed right now. What are we feeding within us when we read those things? Are we feeding the panic? Are we feeding fear? Are we feeding frustration? Can we find some way to feed joy? Can we find some way to feed the joy within us, the hope within us, the peace that has been planted within us as the Holy Spirit dwells within us? You know, the, the fruit of your life is not quarantined right now. It is still 
growing. And equally as important, we're still planting new fruit. We're still cultivating a new crop. When this is all over, will we be proud of what's blossomed within us over these weeks? Will we be proud of what's blossomed within us? Will we, will we want to be known by our fruit? I bet until today, very few of you had ever heard the name Frederick Bishop. Uh, very few seem to know Frederick Bishop's name. And part of that is because his pear trees aren't really named after their smell. Uh, that's not how the pear trees actually got their smell. The pear trees are named after Frederick Bishop. The pear trees are named after his attitude. Long before the pear trees got their names, Frederick Bishop had earned the nickname in his hometown of Stinking Bishop. I hope we can be known for something better. I hope we can offer our world, our neighbors, something better. You know, if you've got communion ready today, even if you've just got a few crackers and maybe a little bit of juice you don't have one of these but maybe you've got some crackers and some juice right now if you've got communion ready let's prepare to take this together let's use this time to reflect on jesus's broken body and on his shed blood so that we might have new life the body that was broken the blood that was shed so that we might have new life so that we might have a fruitful life and as we take today, let's commit ourselves to Him again. Let us lay aside everything within us that is not of Him. And let's commit ourselves to treasuring Him for what He has done for us, for who He's called us to be. Let's take a moment and pray. Father, I pray for my friends today as they partake together. And even though we are separated right now, Together or apart, Your Spirit calls us to unity and has filled us so that we might bear good fruit. Lord, we do not want our attitudes or our words to betray the price that Christ paid for the salvation that we love. So help us to lay everything fruitless that is within us aside so that we might be the people Your Son gave His life for us to be. I pray for my friends as they partake. Bless the bread. Bless the cup, and it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen.